Before today's episode starts, just a quick one from us. If you're currently listening on Apple and Spotify and you enjoy listening to Strike It Big, consider leaving a five-star review along with what you thought of the pod. As the more reviews we get, the more the podcast grows and the bigger and better the guests get. Thanks in advance. Bring on the pod. My message is for the people that want to live fast. They want it now. They want to become the best version of themselves or they want to die trying. Jack Hopkins, known as the CEO of Testosterone, million dollar business owner at 24 years old. He's on a mission to live life in the fast lane and help thousands of young men fulfill their potential. I just nearly died too many times to not believe in God. A lot of people use that as an excuse to not get in the ring. You have to know what's right to accept from a woman because a lot of the Western society will try and break all your boundaries away. It's always important for a man to become a man. Show me that you're more powerful than me because they want to surrender to you. We're doing 100 grand a month now, dollars, yeah. Worst comes to worst and what, you take a big chance. If I could show you the pictures on my phone of my last year since I was here. I've been on multiple sports bikes. I've taken girls in some of the most wonderful hotels in the world. I've done everything I ever wanted to do. podcast bro happy to be back good to see you jack what a place hey so, <laughs> kai wasn't on the podcast last time so today we've got to transform him into a man and yeah like, that's and i'm game. excited for this i was saying to these guys yesterday you're probably the person that i've spoke to the most through social media that yeah. i haven't actually met so yeah we spoke pleasure a lot. to me i think you lined up the first one i probably did yeah yeah, yeah he was behind the scenes now he's on camera so yeah. anyway let's start off with the first question why should people listen to you well you, you certainly don't have to but my life was not brilliant two years ago and i lived that sort of nine to five lifestyle and felt very emasculated as a man and i didn't have the the drive i couldn't go after what i wanted in life and i've given that all up and i just went all in on what i wanted to do which was go online and build a business and we've done it very very well and we've built a great community of guys and we're living out in thailand and we're absolutely living the life of our dreams so if you want to do a similar thing if you're a guy and you're a little bit lost at the moment then you might want to listen I was reading a book and I just read about testosterone. I was reading Tim Ferriss's book, um, Four Hour Body. Really good book. I recommend reading it. It's got a lot of hacks around health. And uh, I read that and I read about him tripling his testosterone levels and what it did for him. And there was a very interesting part of that book that talked about him in the bedroom with a girl and this like his animalistic behavior. And I was like, all right, that sounds far from what I am putting down in the bedroom right now. So I need to get on this. ASAP and that 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 was sort of what inspired it and then it worked and uh I just took the changes because I think the nine to five and the the way that we eat the way that we live out of the sun in the UK just takes all of that away from you it takes takes that masculinity away from you and then I just threw all of that away and decided to sort of live life by my own rules and you get that testosterone back you get that drive for life you feel like you can change things in your reality you're not in sort of autopilot anymore Mm. is um, testosterone this magical hormone that it's made out to be or is there other things that you should be focusing on as well yeah i think if you if you're thinking about testosterone as being this cure-all for your life it's definitely not it will give you the extra bit of drive but you still got to use it and a lot of it comes from changing parts of your life is what increases your testosterone it's those changes that you make becoming the person you want to be living living life the best way you can that makes you more of a man so there's a lot of things you need to put together. But testosterone, just taking it, injecting it, I don't recommend people do that from a young age. It's not going to give you what you need. You, 
you need to change a lot of things in your life. So if you inject it, don't you actually stop producing it naturally? As yeah, well? you'll, you'll stop producing it. It can come back, but I don't think it's a good idea to, to mess around with hormones. I don't really talk about testosterone at all anymore. For me, the brand's gone way further than that already, but the name's so good, I don't want to give it up because CEO of testosterone for me is not about the hormones. CEO of testosterone for me is about, it's a way of life. It just means to be a man. And that's, that's really what the whole brand is about now. And, and the brand has more moved towards becoming an elite male. Yeah, I like your um, new elite group. Yeah. It's really cool, yeah. That's so how does someone become an elite male? I think you've got to, one of the first things we do with, with members of the new elite when they come in is we sit them down and we, we categorize their life into different areas, how they feel about the brotherhood in their life, how they feel about the women that they're with, their physique, the money that they're making, the freedom, cut that all down so people actually think about it and make them decide what do you actually want if you could have anything what would you what would you have and who would you be and then we design that and we put the the steps in place for them to improve each aspect of their life and for me I've done that personally even recently and you can keep doing that and just take yourself to a whole new level most people are not operating anywhere near the level that they could be if they just put down and decided what they wanted to be and actually went for it but most people don't even know. They want a better life, but they don't know what that is. So if Kai was to join your group, yeah. what would kind of be the steps that you recommend to him? The first thing we'd do is me, me and Kai would get on a call and I'd ask you, do you know exactly what you want from your life? How does the perfect life look to you? Right now, my main focus is my physique, yeah. That's, what I'm, that's my goal for this year, to try and improve it. That's perfect. And physique's one of the easiest ones to solve. So then it would just well, be it would be a matter of <laughs> right, proving difficult. What's the plan? What what's the plan that we put together for physique? What do you need to do? You obviously we've got the basics. You need to start lifting heavier and heavier. You need to track your progress with that. Let's get you on a diet. I'd personally put you on a ridiculous amount of eggs and steak. Mm, that's the problem he has, though, isn't it? You, yeah. You know, we have we even have arguments where he he'll push around the food on his plate for about half an hour and say, "Oh, I've eaten two thousand calories today," and you go, "Well, you've left." 1,500 on the plate, mate. You know, you've you got to I eat. You've got to eat. It, if the meal is 2,000 and I haven't eaten it, I'll know that I've left about 500 on the plate and I will account for that if I can't finish it. I don't just cheat myself and say I've had something. I think the I problem is you get a lot of your calories from calorie-dense foods, mm. like sweets and that, and then mm. your stomach is actually so small yeah. that you can't fit in I, all I've, of the calories. I've been cheating a lot lately as well. Like, I've been behind on my calories, so it's like, what can I do today to save it? Dominoes or something like that. And oh. it's not the way to go, oh, you but don't it be is doing easy. That. Yeah, mm. because you've got to think about the, the actual things that are in these foods that you're putting into your body. If you, if you go on an, an all steak, eggs, white rice, diet, fruit, honey, that's all you eat. Don't eat anything else. You'll feel unbelievable. We but, were talking about this this morning, though, weren't we? Like red meat. Is that bad for you, though? Because I only no. eat chicken. No, I've it was heard, last night I was saying yeah, that. Yeah, to I've, you, yeah, I've heard bad things about red meat. So You can ask Dario's downstairs, but yeah. Dario's lived with me. And, and around me for the past five months, we were just talking about this in the green room. All you see me is steak. That's all I eat. I eat steak three times yesterday. I'll just eat a whole tomahawk, no problem. Mm. Or just eat once, once or twice a day, whole tomahawk. It keeps you fucking mean. It keeps you dialed in. Animalistic. You're meant to eat this stuff. The red meat is full of power. That's, that's exactly what it is. It gives, you that, it gives you that drive for life. And so do eggs. Eggs are very, very good for you with the cholesterol in them. But how much of that would I need to eat a day to actually get the calories that I need out of it to grow? Because that's the trouble. I find it hard to eat a lot of food in one day. So I've been trying to have calorie-dense foods to get it easier. 22 ounces of steak is about 2,300 calories. 
So, and that's f for me, that's really easy to eat. I could eat that in one serving. You could have a couple, couldn't you? I could have a couple. I love how <laughs> every time someone who goes to the gym comes on the pod, it just turns into like a consultation yeah. for me. Every yeah. time. Well, the reason why is because like, why, why are you not there yet? Mm. That's the thing. It's like, do you actually want it or not? Well, this I've only just started saying, wanting like, it, though. It Tom, hasn't been long. Me and Tom go down to the gym and we're just working out and he's just here having a Domino's or something. And he's not, he's not See, that's a, going down there. That, like, that's I not allowed, is it? I had a dislocated shoulder. Okay. So I was out. I was going physio. You didn't when we were that. in the gym. <laughs> but the thing is, to be fair, you know, the way I would look at it as a competitive person yeah. is that arm would be a bit weak, but the other one would be like Popeye. You know, that's how, if I was, if that was my goal to be ripped yeah i don't care about being unbalanced because i can always balance it up later i'd be in there and i'd get it sorted that is such but a you can always shit. do legs there's nothing yeah, yeah, yeah i could do legs but that's legs. but he hates thing. doing that's, legs that's, that's the pump, worst one. Yeah, but you just got to think do you actually want the physique or not because if you actually want the physique you'll do legs you'll do it all mm. you'll just get just take it out the decision out of your mind i say this to a lot of people why is there a choice there why is dominoes a choice have you not decided that that's actually what you want no, the Domino's is a choice because it is high calories. And if I want to gain weight, then it will make me gain weight. Um, so it is a good alternative if Dirty I feel like I need though, it on that it? day. Yes, but for someone who is very light, it is a good alternative for me. It is. I think the occasional Domino's isn't a bad thing, but you could you could get there. I, I believe in slightly different training philosophy. Mm. I, I believe like you're in it for the long run now rather than the sort of quick gains. So the way I've trained, I've built a physique over a long time. And the way I do it is by never going for these big bulks and a lot of crazy calories because I always like to stay fairly lean. But I'm just a few hundred over, so I'm still growing. I think that's a better and more sustainable way to do it. Make sure you're strong. Make sure you're mobile. Fighting is a huge part for me. I go through this with all guys that join the new elite. If you can't fight, there's a serious problem because every man, in my opinion, needs to be able to fight. We're talking boxing or boxing. MMA? Just, just simple boxing. If you, if you go to a boxing session once a week and you do some sparring with your buddies, that's that's enough that's a bare minimum for guys in our group if, if there's guys that come in and they won't fight and they won't box and they're not allowed in it's a rule you, you mm. have to fight you have to absolutely fight because it's i've felt the benefits of fighting it's like pure meditation it makes you feel like a man if there's something that you're slightly missing and you don't know what it is it's probably that you don't have enough violence we just had a guy in the new elite we flew out to kosamui to watch him do his first muay thai fight uh shout out to andrew did his first muay thai fight against a fighter who had had 50, 60 fights, got into the ring, won his fight in the third round. Absolutely incredible performance, got busted up, got damaged big time, elbows in the face, was cut up, everything. And that's his first ever fight. For me, that's what being a man is all about, setting yourself a target like that, something that there's so much pressure and you follow through and you do it. We were built to do that. That's exactly what we're meant to be doing. It's only at this point that we're sitting around behind computers and not, not allowed to. Mm. If the world dissolved into chaos tomorrow, we'd all have the duty to fight and protect ourselves again. This is what we're built and made to do. And I think you need that in your life for a, in a controlled way to make you feel like a man, to have all the avenues complete. And this Muay Thai, did I pronounce yeah, that right? Muay Thai. This is more of a, a way of life than just fighting, isn't it? From what I understand. If you get big into it, it definitely is. Mm. These guys are crazy. It's a crazy way of life. You meet guys there, you meet kids, 13, 14 years old. They've got 200 fights. These guys have been knocking each other out since they was five <laughs> years old. And, Does and that affect their intelligence though? Like they're knocking brain cells? They could be they knocking fight. a few brain yeah. cells out. There could be a couple because of brain cells. Because you see boxers talk, don't you? And you think, oh, they're just not all there. There could be a couple <laughs> going out the window. 
Um, but you see the respect that they get in their community. This kid's 13 years old. He's got more respect than a 25 year old, no matter how much money you got. Mm. Kid walks into place like he owns the place because he's proved himself time and time again. I'll say to any guy that's young, 18 years old, wants to prove himself, wants that respect, doesn't seem to get respect from anyone in his life. The quickest and easiest way to get that is to go and win a fight in front of people or even to lose a fight because that people still respect you for getting in there. How would you overcome the anxiety of being frightened to go in the ring? You have to start very small and that's a beautiful thing about most boxing gyms is you've probably got an idea of how it's going to be in your head at this like brutal crazy place and then you actually get in there and it's not bad at all. So you go in there and you'll start with boxing classes or one-to-one -one trainer where you're literally just hitting pads. So there's no anxiety to be had at all. No one's hitting you. You're learning the basics of boxing. You learn your bag work. You get your cardio up. And then you're doing some very, very light touch sparring at a, at a gym. And you go with someone who's brand new as well. And you just make sure it's, it's literally just little taps on each other. And you slowly bring yourself into it. We recently did it with um, Harbonator. Do you know Har Sam Harborn? No, Hamza's. It was Hamza's. Hamza's right hand man, oh, and, then, okay. and then he's okay. gone out. He does YouTube as well. well. An editor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His editor. I, I think I've heard of him. Yeah, his main man. But he's got a great YouTube channel as well. And he came to Thailand the first time when I met Hamza, and he was he he couldn't punch anyone in the face. Some people have a mental block where they don't want to hit someone else. They're not too fussed about being hit. They don't want to actually do any punching. They're scared to like hurt someone. And we just slowly broke it down for him. It was literally just slow motion sparring. This guy goes in there now, a year later, he's a changed man. He throws hands. He actually throws hands. He takes damage and he does damage. And it's amazing to see the increase in confidence in him, the change in his physique, the, the change in him as a person from someone who was a, a gamer his whole life, video editor, and now is, is living an amazing lifestyle, has built a business, amazing lifestyle, he's boxing well, he's training with his brothers. It's, it's absolutely awesome to see. How was um, training with E-Man out in Dubai? That was good. The guy's an animal. Yeah. Did you box him? <laughs> we didn't. We didn't spar. No, we didn't spar. He's got the same. He's got the same thing as me. He's got that uh, like animal mentality when it comes to training. He trained very, very hard. He will be a very good boxer. Do you reckon you could have a match up in the future? We could definitely have a match up in the future. Yeah. Is that what he's training for though? Is he, has he got something in mind, or is he just doing it for you know fitness? I think that must be on the cards at some point because you want to train to compete. Mm. Well, I think I'd like to have a boxing match. I made that decision on Saturday. Really? You didn't and tell um, us this. I'll put the effort into all that training. So you hear it here first, first time. Graham Stefan, if you're watching, <laughs> let's get it together and have this boxing match because I reckon it'll be Graham pretty cool. Graham Stefan. So would, yeah. Yeah, would, would you fight so anyone else? Yeah, no, he'd be like this. Graham <laughs> Stefan. That, that's why he's saying it. Would, <laughs> yeah. would you fight anyone else? I wouldn't have to do too much training, I don't think. You're like the size of Tyson Fury. <laughs> <laughs> what was you like before all of this, like 17 years? year old jack physique wise and you know personality wise 17 year old jack was very similar to me now it was only in the middle that i i got lost i was always very driven when i was younger and i was an athlete through school i started probably started boxing when i was 16 first time when i was 17 there's pictures of me and uh my, my physique was un unbelievable absolutely insane insane physique at 17 um played football my whole life 5 to 18 was really an athlete played all sports i actually wanted to be an actor when I was younger, we lived in America for a little bit and I did uh, two years in America and was in some like short commercials and stuff. And then I came back at an agent in London and I wanted to be an actor. That was always my sort of dream. So I was driven, I was in shape and I was different to how I am now because I had no life experience, but I was always driven. 
not particularly that good at or well behaved at school but knew that I wanted something out of life and it was just really getting into that party stage around 18 years old that took me out of the gym that took me into uni it was a different way of life that took me off track and it just took me a few years to to readjust learn a lot make a lot of mistakes in the middle which gave me actually a backbone and, and kind of give me some hardship to go through <coughs> and then just came out the other side and really back on track to who I was when when I, when I was younger how important do you think that um, hardship is because personally I think it's it make it maketh the man yeah it, it's everything it's uh looking back on how my life's been and and troubles that I've been through every single one of them was a, a blessing in disguise mm. and they uh, that's how I view them I just I, I believe in a in a divine plan for my life so I have no real concerns about where I'm going or what I'm doing as long as I'm trying my best because I feel like even if everything goes wrong and it's not my time now and I've done my best and for some reason everything goes to shit and I end up in a really bad situation I know for a fact that that will end up being a blessing in the future and I just I needed more time to learn there was something I hadn't figured out yet so I've, I've learned that having gone through trials and tribulations and and coming back from them that all of them were for a reason so don't worry about how shit your life is right now if it's if it's shit because this is just the start this is your origin story this is the start this is what builds you gives you that great progression that's what i say to people when they want to get on like youtube and stuff and they don't know where to start because they don't feel their life's interesting i say no this is perfect because maybe no one watches it now but when you've made something yourself in five years time like Iman's, mm. eight years on youtube and then you go back you watch who he was that's incredible to see and a lot of that's just it needs to be on a long enough time frame for you to be able to get the results if you don't quit and it's great when someone's trying to discredit you and say like oh you didn't put all the hard work in you may be taking steroids or something but you can show them that progression throughout the years yeah 100 percent. that's the great it's thing great to have that backing you up do you think people haven't got the patience nowadays because i certainly look at it and think you know that they'll have a go at something for six months or even a month or even a week and they give up on it oh it didn't work that didn't work there's no perseverance that that happens all the time and i think that is actually a blessing because so it's so easy now to be at the top if you've actually got something about you and you're willing to put some time and effort in some perseverance and patience into what you want from your life it's so easy to beat everybody else and, and another thing is if you're uh, hooked up on like the dopamine of scrolling <laughs> or your quick dopamine what one of the easiest ways to get off of that and get into where you can actually focus on something for long periods of time i find is just let go of the phone in the morning and the first three things in the morning you need like three tasks to complete very quickly when you get out of bed um so it could be do 100 push-ups when you get up you've got one piece of work you need to complete you need to call someone if you get those three lined up and knocked off early in the morning you the rest of your day will go fine just don't look at the phone yet as soon as the phone comes out in the morning if i scroll i'm, I'm like i've got no motivation to get anything done i think so many people feel that because they're that's where they want you they want you stuck in here yeah buying course. shit they want you stuck in here and when the dopamine runs out on here you need to buy something to get dopamine that's exactly where everyone wants you stuck you just need to put that down and actually look at the world around you start focusing on those little wins every day building that up inside yourself so you mentioned uh, you believe in a divine plan yeah are you religious in any way uh, i am religious now but i'm Ex sort of experimenting and reading about different religions and mm. buddhism is prevalent in thailand mm. where i live so uh buddhism i, I pray in the, in the temples in thailand and i found a lot of peace doing that very and calming aren't they very calming have temples. you ever considered like islam 
because a lot of people are converting out now. I, I was just in I was just in Dubai. Mm -hmm. I've got a good friend uh, called Wakar, and we were out at a shisha together, and they actually told me a lot of the stories um, of Islam and the origin of the Quran and how complicated that is as a book and how absolutely incredible mathematically it is. Um, and it was very, very interesting to me, something that I'll definitely explore. I can't say for certain right now, I definitely believe in, I, I definitely believe in God, but I can't say uh, what religion I, I, I would be yet, but it's definitely something I'm gonna focus on uh, moving forwards with my life. I think religion will be a very big part of my life moving forwards. Mm. What made you sort of make that decision that you needed to look into it? I just nearly died too many times to not um to not to not believe in God. I uh, I had so many it was like when I started riding motorbikes in um in Thailand and I'd nearly got absolutely destroyed by humongous trucks on multiple occasions of like an inch in it. Mm. An inch in it and I just thought every every time I just thought wow that's it's kind of not my time yet. That's absolutely insane. I could have just been dead. And I seen too much and had too much go right for me and I, f I feel too guided on my path and, and the way I get through things. And sometimes I get an energy, um, like I've got no motivation at all. And I've had times in my life that have been very dark and I've just felt that, that something sort of lifted me out of it. That it's like, Jack, that's not where you're, where you're meant to be. Keep going, go this way. Yeah, Kai, you sometimes say about that, don't you? That sometimes life's too perfect. Yeah, that's what I was saying the last time that we had a religious person on. I was just saying like, I don't think about God. It's not something that I believe in. But then at the same time, everything is just too perfect for there not to be something. So it is strange. But because I think I don't if, know if it wasn't it. perfect and you did die then in those wouldn't. accidents, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. Anyway, yeah. So it might just be luck. <laughs> it could. It could just be. Do luck. you think having a divine plan though it, it takes away from your free will a bit? Like you don't have the choice. You're always heading to this direction and, and this end goal. I I just believe I believe in my free will on every day and what I'm going to do. But I I try and guide that with a moral compass um, of what I believe in, and I just think it will work out for me. It will take me there. I think I absolutely decide it. I think I could go off the track if I wanted to. I think I could throw it all away, but I feel guided if I do the right things. If I'm not doing the right things, I I get a, a very uh, uneasy feeling that I'm not on the right path. I get it. I can't stray off the path for long. If I'm doing bad stuff, I have to go back on the path. So, I, and I've been down that path before. So I do feel guided. I do feel like I've got free will in my life, but I know where I'm being taken is exactly what's right for me. I feel very, very content with where my life is at the moment and where it's going and, and the future and the way that my life is with the, the friends that I've got and the people around me. The, the new elites are absolutely crazy because we've got, but basically my whole like friendship group is from there now. We've, we've, we're actually guys that are all doing stuff for ourselves, entrepreneurs in business, living together, fighting together, working together around the world, flying into London. We're gonna meet up with 50 guys on, on Saturday at a mastermind, put that together. So how many people have you got in this? We've got this 235 And can moment. you explain sort of what it is for people that maybe don't understand yeah, so what the, we're the, about? The New Elite is, a, is an entrepreneurs network, mainly focused on my philosophies around being an elite male so there's some courses that you get as well and kind of guidance into becoming that man and then the platform is telegram connecting with guys in telegram will help you connect with other guys that are on similar paths and really making connections because you get so much out of being around people that are ahead of you so we've got guys in there doing 200 grand a month and for me i benefit from speaking to those guys i'm like how is that that blows your mind when when someone comes in from even a nine to five they're making 10 grand a month and they see there's a guy who's totally free making 200 grand a month. The things that he can tell you will change your life. 
And that's happened to me time and time again. So networking is so huge for me. That's what we've put together. We meet up all the time. So when you're in the group, just check what country you're in, who's meeting up, go connect, go build businesses, go fight together. If you're out in Thailand, come meet with me. We do a fight club every week. Uh, we go to the beach club together. We do loads of stuff. So it's just a, a group of, of guys that are all, have the same ideals. You, you mentioned networking. Like me and you are from a very similar place in life. You're from Peterborough, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm just a few miles down the road. So how would you say that you broke out of that mold and how can other people from a similar place do that? One of the easiest ways, and actually the way I did as well, was you, you just pay. You just pay your way into a network. The first thing I did when I started breaking the mold was I just bought a course on uh, personal branding and it had a, like an entrepreneur's network linked to it. And I ended up speaking to this guy called David because you had these live calls each week. And then you could see like the, the, main, the main guys called Colin he would he would talk about like what he was doing and we'd learn about like online business and stuff and it was blowing my mind because i'd never done anything like that and then you'd see like other people on the camera and i saw this guy david he has a huge fucking beard and looked like a g and i sp started speaking to david and i was just messaging him, oh david where are you from in the chat he's like oh here's my here's my ig we ended up calling each other before i moved to thailand every single night we just ended up become great friends and he actually woke me up he was the first red pill guy that i ever spoke to I, I was like, I, I was unawakened to all of, of what's going on in the world. And and David just kind of slowly woke me up. And that was how I met him was just paying to go into a group, doing it all online. The next thing you can do is put yourself in the physical situation. So I do believe in moving country at least once in your life because it changes you as a person. It puts you through so much so quickly that you that you elevate your life and you meet a whole range of new people, people that had the same thing as you to move country was you meet people here that can get very stuck in what they do they're the same in five years time if you move to thailand and you find someone that's also decided to move to thailand and build a business you're way more aligned especially if you meet them in a muay thai camp or in a like a networking cafe or a, a place for entrepreneurs so you end up meeting guys that are much more on your wavelength i think by by traveling changes changes your life we end up having so many of these red pill, blue pill conversations on the yeah. podcast. How far down the um, the rabbit hole of red pill are you? Yeah, you know, it's like a sliding scale, right? It is. It's yeah. a hard question. It is. Yeah. I hate the whole thing. Voice crack. <laughs> <laughs> when we were at school, we used to call, <laughs> we call we called that a dill at school. Why? I don't know. It was just the name of it. A dill. Yeah, it's called a dill. Um, but because yeah, last time when you came on, you said you had multiple girlfriends yeah. out in Thailand, which I don't think is a bad thing. No. Um, obviously i definitely don't hate women i mm. certainly don't I, I can't spend all my time with with guys that, that's one of the things I, I see a lot on the internet it's like guys join the whole masculinity thing and it just becomes like a it's, it becomes pretty gay to be honest with you <laughs> like everyone's just like all guys together all the time that's not how we're meant to live we're meant to have times with women that we love and times with guys that will absolutely support us that's the the beautiful balance of life if you want just one or the other you're going to tip over either way. So my life's very much about balance between the two. And I, I love women, but I'm very aware of the fact that women are operating in a different way to how a lot of people think they are. That a lot of guys get caught up in relationships that are not right for them with women that are playing a game. And just a lot of guys were never aware of the game. They don't know how smart women are when it comes to social scenarios with men, especially when you travel as well. You end up in places like Dubai or in Thailand. You have to, I, I just believe in, you have to know exactly what you're getting yourself in for you have to know what's right to accept from a woman like where your boundaries should actually be because a lot of the western society will try and break all your boundaries away they try and throw all that in the bin that 
that you can be with a promiscuous girl if she slept with 200 guys that's fine that doesn't matter she, she's got a good heart and it's like uh, you don't realize that <laughs> very giving you don't really <laughs> very taken <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you don't realize the Depends implications in thailand they yeah. might be given <laughs> it could be either way mm. but you don't realize the implications of having a girl like that if she's playing those sorts of games and guys invite that in and fall in love with her and, and cut off all their options and they realize that finally that they're, they're with a girl who's really playing the field and she has three or four different boyfriends at the same time, which happens more than you would think. Um, I just believe in guys being awakened to finding good women, knowing what they are, having respect for themselves, boundaries. I like the family dynamic. I think that really works well. Um, I'm not saying women can't work. I think there's a lot of masculine women that I've worked with personally that do very, very good jobs and uh, are very good at what they do. If you look at the essence of what masculine and feminine in, yeah. uh, it actually is. Uh, a feminine would be m much more protective. She would be like a very much along that housewife sort of vibe of looking after her family. And the main thing about the feminine is her. She wants love. She wants love and a family unit. That That is what the feminine is at its heart because it's creating children. It's creating life. That's the essence of it. How what about like a creative job, though? If you think about it, like creating children, bringing up children you know, in a creative field, maybe graphic design, that kind of thing. I think it they absolutely can be very, very good at those jobs. But I still think if your essence as a woman is to provide, is to dominate and go out there and win in the world of work, that's more of a masculine essence. So women with a more masculine essence will go out and work. Doesn't necessarily mean either that they can't then go and have families and decide that's what they want. They might just do that for a period of time. Women that are very masculine can sometimes, with a, an even more masculine figure, end up being the sort of submissive to them and end up raising a family unit so, so can two masculine people like a masculine energy female and a masculine guy can they work together can that ever they struggle happen? they'll butt heads yeah. and they'll struggle so say you're in that situation what would you do i, I wouldn't i wouldn't ever be in that situation no, because no. you're not after yeah. that style I, I, of I could tell lady it, i could tell it straight away and i've got absolutely no problem with it but the way that i would speak and talk to a woman that is very masculine and driven would be much more like i would speak to my friend mm. i would notice the drive in them and think okay we could probably we're actually gonna have pretty good conversations with each other but that's not what turns me on mm. like I'll, I'll just be like this could be a, a good girl to keep around uh, as a friend i do believe you can have friends that are women uh, i thought it's always important for a man to become a man as well yeah. um, because I, I i know you're still quite young but personally i think you don't become a man until you're 28 30 years old really you're you're developing all the way until you get How to that stage i think you're right I, i'm 24 and the, with the amount i'm learning every six yeah. months i know for a fact that i'm not going to be a, a a real man until mm. i'm yeah 20 so you're, you're the, the only is, real man at this time i'm the only real the man only real but man. it has been said um anyway what the point was is guys are getting into relationships at 24 25 that are long term quite often i mean there are exceptions i i think curtis is a bit of an exception to that to be honest um i think the woman tries to mold the man to what she wants him to be and the problem is once she once he becomes what she thinks she wants him to be He's no longer what she wants him to be. It, it doesn't work. You're exactly right. And that's, that's where it's so important to learn uh, the boundaries of sort of frame in a relationship, of, doing, uh, of being the masculine presence and doing what you want and what's best for you as a person. And your girlfriend or your wife is very much an add-on to that who, who follows you in your life. I, I wholly believe in that. If you let that go 
your masculine essence to become what she wants you to become to listen to her she doesn't want to lead all she's doing when she tells you these things is she's asking you to show her that you're the leader that's all she's doing she's saying show me you're the boss show me you're the boss that's all these that's all these are don't go to the gym stay here with me that's just saying show me you're the boss show me that i can't make you change your mind show me that you're more powerful than me because they want to surrender to you as a man that's what they like Mm. Yeah. So, what's um, a mistake the average guy makes if um, if you were to give the average guy some advice? Most guys make a huge amount of mistakes. One of them is they will start talking to a new girl, and they will get rid of all their options. So they'll put their heart on the line way too early. So they start speaking to a new girl and you, you, you know it straight away when you see it with a guy because he'll start talking about her to his friends like, oh my God, I met this great girl. They've been on two dates with each other and the guy's already fallen in love. You've got to guard your heart as a man, otherwise you'll make silly decisions. So a lot of the time when I first meet a girl, I'll stay very uh, kind of introverted. It takes a long time to actually get to know me on a romantic level because I don't want to give you my heart straight away. I want to see what kind of girl you are. A lot of guys go into these relationships with girls with no standards for themselves. They don't know what they'll take or won't take from a girl because they're so starved of attention that as soon as a girl gives them attention, they will just go all in and they end up getting heartbroken because she doesn't play that game. When she first meets you, she might still have four or five dates lined up that week. She's still playing the field. She's got guys in her phone she can message straight away and that automatically tips the balance of power in her favor and you feel needy which normally ends up with her feeling that and then she goes and you you end up heartbroken. So a lot of guys just need to be solely focused on becoming the best version of them, knowing what they accept as a man and what they don't accept, having very strong boundaries and and taking their time, really taking their time when they they meet women and having other girls that they see. I don't think there's any problem with that at all when you're dating to, to see multiple girls and find out what you like. Just know that there's so much choice. Mm. I don't like the idea of multiple women personally because that's not really the way I was brought up. Um, but certainly I had a rule in that I, I didn't really keep a girlfriend for very long. Um, <laughs> what was it? Three weeks? Four week rule. Yeah. Um, classic it, rule. Well, the, the thing was, one, I wasn't ready to settle down. So there was no way I was going to give my heart away. You know, So if you're always willing to walk away from the relationship... I think you retain that power. Um, and also, there was no way I was going to settle down if I knew it wasn't the right person. So why stretch it out more than four you've weeks? Sh- you've sugarcoated it quite well. He picked him up at the ice rink, you give him three <laughs> weeks, and then he chucked him. That's what he did. <laughs> but he likes to make it sound all nice on the yeah, pod. He's a gentleman. He's, a, a, player, he's a true gentleman. Yeah. He's a true player. Gen- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's cut that up. <laughs> so we talked about um, ma- ma- masculine and femininity. Yeah. Is there any other genders? What are your stances on that? I, I recently saw a YouTube video of some guy getting uh, expelled from school just because he said to the teacher he only believes there's two genders. Yeah, I uh, that was it's happening. Crazy. I, I've heard, heard all sorts of stuff going on at schools now. It's just crazy. It is pretty crazy. For me, where I draw the line is, I, I'm not actually too... Uh, I live in Thailand, so mm. uh, we're a lot more... There's a lot we, going we see on. see a lot going on there, and it's been going on for a long time, mm. and I've, I've had friends that are lady boys, people that I speak to that sort me out, that find me real girls, that look after me. If I go to the bars and clubs, 
very normal. Oh, I thought he meant you don't want that one. <laughs> very... Sort me out. <laughs> yeah, the, the sort me out didn't sound great. Don't <laughs> clip. Don't clip that. I know, lady uh, boys. That sort that. me out. They don't. Not in that way. But obviously, <laughs> if you make connections there, a lot of these girls there. They're, they're working girls, they're out there on the strip, they know the best girls around, they know the best places to go. They're very, very normal people, very normal feminine people a lot of the time. You wouldn't tell that they were, that they even used to be men. But do they identify as women now? Yeah, they're women, yeah. Yeah, so, so they still believe you in the You believe they were a woman. Yeah. You would believe yeah, they were a woman. I've seen some of them. But it, Thailand's a lot safer than you think because you only have to ask and they will tell you. So anyone who ever tells you they got tricked, they're lying. Because mm. they'll tell you every time. They don't want to end up with a guy that doesn't want to be with a lady boy H-H-S because they get beat yeah. up. They'll end up getting beaten up in, in the house or whatever. So they're, they're very careful about that. But obviously we're exposed to it. We, we hang out with these people. We, we understand that that's a part of, of their life or a choice that they've made. And personally, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, if that's what you want to do, fair enough. Is, who am I to tell you that you can't do that? Do I particularly think it's something that's right? I, I don't know. It's probably not something that I'd, I would ever look at doing or want anyone in my family to do. If you want to do that, fair enough. I, I kind of stay out of that. Where I draw the line is like... People identifying as cats. <laughs> that, that's, all just, that's all just crazy, mate. Yeah. That, that's crazy talk. And the people that are using it as a way to get closer to children and that sort of stuff, there's... When you meet a, a, a lady boy or a transvestite in Thailand, it looks like a, uh, like a woman. And then you're getting guys that are... 40 50 years old pretending to be women that look like men and that that to me is is there's been something seriously wrong with the way that that guy is living his life he's not he he feels there's something totally wrong with the way he is as a man probably from a lack of hardship a lack of discipline in his life being led down the right path doing things he's proud of and it's just his last ditch attempt to sort of get some get some sort of attention and feel part of a community which is a sad sad thing so that's that's how I, I believe. I, I'd probably say, yeah, I believe there's two genders. I mean, it'd be crazy not to say that. Mm. I, I mean, I, I don't have any problem with it, with any of it. Yeah. And I'm a 55-year-old guy, so I've seen the change from when I was at school well, all so the do, way through Do you agree now. with like non-binary and all uh, of those Do you know what? I, I think things. people can be and do whatever they want to do. I, I really don't have an issue with that. The, the issue I have is when people get offended when you dead name them or if you um, call them he or she when it's obvious you know, your, your first impression is he or she they should I don't think people should get offended at that because I'm not doing it to be offensive I don't know you want to be called it they or whatever the term is today I think it goes one step further though because nowadays you like this guy's getting kicked out of school for you know saying the wrong thing like you're getting punished for the way you're speaking and you don't have that freedom of speech yeah you've got to think about what that that's a very dangerous thing and you've got to think about what why is that actually happening um that's 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 very disturbing i think that that's going on in the world right now i said this in a previous podcast but i know someone whose son is telling him like telling his dad what he can and can't say like when he mentioned someone at the school he said oh no he's non-binary and he said no he's not that's a guy and he's oh no daddy you can't say that you know so, so now my own son is telling me what i can and can't say that's very worrying and i think all of this comes about because people don't have enough hardship and suffering in their lives if we if if, if the world dissolved into chaos nobody would care about this stuff everyone would just focus on surviving we're so far from having to worry about surviving mm. in any aspect of life that it, it lets people people become 
messed up in their a head. Bit lost, aren't they? Come they come very, they're very, very lost. That's exactly because the word. Because what a lot of people say is, when a war comes around, like World War Two, it's the World War Two spirit of all pulling together and everyone yeah. getting on. Now I know it's hardship times and all that, but the guys went off and fought. Yeah. The, the, the women worked really hard as well because, of course, they made the Spitfires yeah. and the ammunition and all the rest of it. But I don't think there was a lot of worry about... There wasn't any there, there was none on. of this going on in Peaky Blinders, you know? There like, was no yeah. time. There was no time for it. People focused on survival and they had something. And that, that's why you need discipline and something to work towards in your life. Without you become terribly lost. And just a lot of people don't know how to give that to themselves. And that's something that's not provided for you by a catastrophe or a war like it was in the world wars. And I think that's where people get so hopelessly lost and it will probably take some sort of disaster for us to all return to normal again. What do you mm. think the next disaster will be? Oh, mate, it could <laughs> be anything. I think the world will dissolve Russia taking over, chaos. maybe. Yeah, China. Like the, the men in Russia are completely different from, from the West, aren't they? Yeah. The stronger, the more traditional how yeah, we Yeah, but you be. say that, that, but we thought that Russia would just wipe straight through Ukraine and they haven't. So you do wonder how how big an army, how good an army Russia actually have, don't you? But that's just a little political. Yeah, I, I, I don't, you now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know enough about it. No. What's, what's actually happening at the moment. It kind of felt like that was in the news for a certain amount of time and now we don't really hear about it that much. For, news for, cycles. For me, that's what I'm kind of trying to bring back is these real men in uh, for, from, from the Western society teach real male ideals and become a real man. You've got your own little army. You could start like a private security detail. <laughs> Not yet. Not <laughs> yet. Getting there. Yeah, we, we we do. To be fair, we've got some really good guys. Guys that are totally uh, on the same wavelength as me, and and what want to be men, and they want to do that to provide for their families and protect protect women and 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 the ideals of of of, of actual decent human life. Mm. So as this is a bit of a financial podcast as yeah. well, I've got to ask you the question. What are you investing in these days? I've uh, all my investments are. I got some advice from Iman um, on Voice Note about investments, and he said to just put at the moment if you don't know what you're going to invest in, just take thirty five percent of what you're earning, stick it in an account, and wait until you decide what you want to invest in. So for me at the moment, investments are all back into the business. My highest ROI it has been ever since we were last on here. It's just going up and up and up. We just always always growing and that's from growth from new team members and plans that we've got so for me it would be silly for me to divert my attention away from that and, and look into investments but I'm getting ready for it for when I do decide that's something I want to do and that that's basically what I'm at at the moment um, I always believe in investing in your you'll get a much higher ROI investing in your cash generating skill at the start really getting your income higher than focusing on traditional investments maybe Bitcoin and Property, your watch, what watch things. is that that you're wearing? It's a Breitling. Okay. Um, I got this after our, it's a Breitling Super Ocean. After our last podcast, <laughs> I went to, uh, there's a big like shopping center near here. Blue Water. You know, I was here with Jack, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we both went to Blue Water. Yeah. And I sat down and I bought the Breitling after our podcast last time. There we are. So it's been, yeah, I've had it, had it a year now. Made a statement. That's it. Rewarded yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it was a reward for, for Has coming Has it gone up here. in value at all? No, this, this, I'll just keep this forever. It's my mm. first one. Uh, I doubt these will go up in value. Probably stay around the same. It's a limited edition. The green face is quite nice. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. A bit hulkish. Yeah, it's nice. I've been looking at others. Um, think about getting a Rolex at 
So yeah, I think if you can walk in and buy, if you yeah. can walk in and buy a watch, the chances are it's not going to go up in value. In my my opinion, yeah. I can't, could be wrong, but if you can walk in and just buy it because there's enough of them out there, it's when you can't walk in and literally just buy it brand new. They're the ones the you want. They're the ones you want. They're the ones that are going to increase in value. So bringing it back to your business, you mentioned that you're getting most of your money through that. Can you reveal how much you're making? Yeah, I've done it on, on other podcasts, and we're we're all good about that. So we've done. We're, we're we're doing 100 grand a month now really? dollars yeah hundred thousand dollars a month and is that mostly from the new elite that's f- split between new elite and i've got a course called the 10k accelerator so anyone who's not ready new elite you kind of need to be able to be it or already have some finance behind you because you want to meet people and you want to have some money coming in if there's someone with no money coming in we have a course called the 10k accelerator which is about dialing in three aspects of your life first one's the the health the body the mind conquering a lot of limiting beliefs that people have around making money is the first thing to do a lot of people have been raised and they've been cornered in to not believing in themselves and being told that things aren't possible so it's breaking all of that down giving them a my exact training program just what i use exactly how i eat if that's not what you like fair enough don't use it and then um then we go on to the skill of high ticket sales because i believe if you know how to sell you'll never be broke again if you can sell things for other people you can eventually sell things for yourself so we teach them high ticket sales. We got a professor in there called Connor. Um, he's done seven figures in online high ticket sales. And he teaches them, how do you find these offers that you can work for? How can you go and work for an offer for someone where you're getting warm leads? You can work from your phone, call people or uh, on Zoom on your laptop and make really good money um, around the world. And then the third one is for guys that maybe already have some money. They've mastered high ticket sales. How do you build your own product? How do you build your own product community? How do you use YouTube and social media? that's called 10k accelerator so there are two offers 10k accelerator and then new elite is our community our brotherhood so which one's the bigger one out of the two in new terms el- of how much new elites new elites elite. elite. bigger 10k accelerator has been around two months hmm. yeah but probably hmm. about a 60 40 split monthly so how much is the new elite to, to join at the moment it's five thousand dollars a year yeah, yeah. it's five thousand dollars a year and then the 10k accelerator is six fifty it's in pounds four hundred ninety nine pounds um for lifetime how many of your original friends have come on this journey with you um that's one part of the question and how many have stood the course if they have my good friends have been awesome so jack who was here last time he took the dive and left his scaffolding job Hmm. to come to thailand doing that just when you came wasn't he last time yeah and then he's he, working hard on the content isn't he yeah follow him he's, on he's been killing the content he's been doing really well he's making more than he was making full-time scaffolding he lives in thailand he's part of the new elite he hangs out with us all the time having the time of his life making making money online online fitness coaching so he took the dive got a couple of good friends that are think seriously considering it they've seen us out in thailand haven't quite made the move from our, from their jobs yet um but anyone who is a friend of mine is more than welcome to to come and speak to me and I, I want to see them win. That's the most satisfying thing is if you have no one around you to share it with, it's so shit. Mm. I've been in, I had it, I was in that. That happens to a lot of entrepreneurs, to be fair. Yeah, it's, it's, there's no point in doing it if you're going to mm. be alone. I had a experience. Well, we have a, sorry, I don't mean to cut that's you off, right. but we have a Discord group and a yeah. lot of people join. It's that, that's free, yeah. by the way. Um, Link they, in the description. Yeah, and they join <laughs> that plug. to actually get that, that one-to-one 
chat in the chat rooms and things just so they've got people to talk with and I think that's actually very important people don't realize how lonely an entrepreneur's uh, journey can be sometimes but then that comes with its own set of problems so how do you find dealing with like leeches and things like that because you say if you've got no one to share it with it's shit but then people know that so they want to come and get a share and then maybe they don't deserve it they, they can't share it with me I'm a very good judge of character for starters and have very strict rules around what I accept from friends the same way I do with women so I know exactly what I'm looking for in a friend and I've got high standards and I'm not afraid to cut somebody off straight away and I don't need the I've got really good friends so I don't any new people that come in it's not like I need the relationship so mm. I can see it very clearly and a lot uh, and I'm, I'm quite harsh it's if somebody comes in they have to prove themselves that's why a lot of it's based around a fight club it's like show me that you're that you've yeah. got something about you show me why why we and should you're be committed friends. and if they do then 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 I do believe in them straight away and I'll give them a lot and I'll, I'll really look after them, make sure they're they're doing very very well because we, it means a lot to me when I see somebody give heart we had a guy join us for a sparring session in in Thailand and he'd never sparred before and he was visibly scared and he did 10 rounds and we took it easy on him and stuff but hit him hard every now and again but he took it really really well and I was I was thoroughly impressed and that, that's someone that we've run, won my respect now and I think that's that's important I, I've going back to what we were saying about being lonely on the journey i've spent time in uh like the you know the kapinski hotels i do yeah funnily yeah. enough i used to stay at them in china super nice hotels. yeah very nice i was at the one in bali and uh it was a really nice really nice hotel probably the nicest hotel i've ever been in mm. i was staying there alone and you sit there and you work and, and there's you turn yeah. around to share it with somebody no one there's no one there Whereas me and Dario, who's downstairs, we travelled uh, to Dubai and we travelled around Bangkok and we could stay anywhere. We're going to have the best time of our lives. And it's just so fun to work with your friends and, and have brothers around you that have got your back. Why don't you hire someone? Like, because if you have someone working for you, then you've got a shared goal and they're always with you. And as long as you think they're a G, then that's your problem solved. Like I did with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, I do. Said, you said a G. Uh, yeah. I do, <laughs> I do have that. How many people have you got working for you? I do have that. At the moment, I've got about I saw you six. when you were my age, Mark. I know. About six people working for oh, me yeah. at the moment, yeah. That's cool. uh, so the team's good, but I don't think, don't think we need to get much bigger than that. Try to keep things real slim, uh, slim, slim lined, and these are people that are my friends as well. Um, so not, what not is the, like, the vision for the future then? So if you want to stay that lean forever, is there anything else you want to do with those team members? We won't stay exactly that lean forever, but it, as long as we can do, because I think there's a lot of stuff we can do with systems that doesn't necessarily need to mean more people. And we've got a great group that we trust and we do very well with, we all get on and it, it works very well. I think the, the main vision for it is to, the bigger this thing grows, is to just build the communities out in different cities. So somebody can join and when they're in a city, instantly have people around them and go through sort of an initiation to prove themselves and then have actual good people around them that have, we maybe have a doctor and a lawyer and somebody doing this, an accountant in there and everything's covered inside your network you've got people you can do business with and trust and really building that brotherhood all around the globe that's that's the main plan and putting on incredible events life-changing events five five-day masterminds crazy places in the world like blowing people's minds to what's possible not only in online money but also with their own bodies like military training kind of style fight training all that sort of stuff running guns learning to be that that james bond character where a lot of people they want that adventure in their life they don't get it so that's the that's the big plan that's what i'm passionate about is the adventure side um and really testing testing people and showing them a new side of themselves 
Now, one of your messages that you um, say quite a lot clashes with one of mine, and that is to do with the S&P 500. And I think it's one of your favourite hate subjects. Um, do you want to talk a little bit more about that? <laughs> but I didn't know I hated the S&P 500. I don't know where you where you found that, but right, it's not. It's not You've been watching a few videos, haven't you? Yeah, I watched a I lot say of that? your videos. Yeah. Well, um it's just personally not something that I would I would invest in right now because I don't believe in I'm not that confident in society as a whole and the and the and the main companies that we ha that we have in the world um, for me I know I can make so much more money do following my passion doing something I'm truly passionate about that investing in something like that doesn't it's just not something that I'm really interested in okay because the problem I have with that is obviously you have average guys that are gonna stay in average jobs and to be fair, most average guys in average jobs are reasonably happy in that. And building that safety net from a young age, I think, is very, very important. Now, I do say people can break out of it. Of course they can. And they can do what you did, take all their money and blow it, literally. But it creates that better life. And that's a good way of doing things. Um, but some of them will blow it, but they won't make the switch. And they'll come back and have to make it again and might do the same and keep repeating it if you've not got a safety net that is a problem and i don't think it has to be one or the other i think you can take your big old amount of saving but still keep that ticking away in the background i think that's a, i think that's a very good good way to be and i certainly don't believe in being financially stupid i, I believe in a lot of the stuff that that you preach mark about being financially educated i've read originally the the reason i went to thailand was because i read dave ramsey's book um, I think it's total money makeover and that allowed me to do my first saving it's getting that s saving pot together mm. that first 10 grand that allowed you either to take a risk or it can become like you said your nest egg and you can invest it into the markets and do that for me personally my message is not for those people my message is for the people that want to live fast they want it now they want to do everything they've ever wanted in their lives they want to become the best version of themselves or they want to die trying that's how extreme it is for me because that's the only way I could live and be happy the worst comes to worse and what you take a big chance and you you lose what little you have already because you really don't have anything what, what's the big deal you've got a couple of cool stories to tell and you actually tried and then you can sit back and you can relax and you can have that life you wanted before and you can relax in it knowing that you tried and it maybe wasn't quite for you and there's absolutely no shame in that but I think it's a lot better to do that to risk something because you've really got nothing you've got to remember that you've really got nothing risk that and it will give you so much more in experience well i like that answer because i think life is about having experiences and uh, those experiences will live with you forever yeah um, the only thing i would say is that the, the rule i follow is i put rather than 100 percent of what i've made in my business i put 50 percent back into my businesses 50% I invest elsewhere so it diversifies everything well I should definitely take advice from you Mark because you've done more than I have and I think that would be something I look at but I'm very new to the game mm. I'm only a year in so yeah. it's definitely on the cards it's something I read about before it's just not been the most uh, it's not been the biggest return on investment right now but I'm 100% open to that sort of stuff and learning financial financial security because I know that this stuff doesn't last forever yeah it's not gonna it, maybe it'll go on for a, for a very long time and I hope it does but I do believe in setting yourself up financially if you've got good cash flow and it may last a long time yeah you know and then you might not need what you've put away, put away which is sort of the scenario I'm in um, so it might not be needed but a safety net's quite a nice thing to yeah, have and then you can spend it if you want exactly <laughs> how has your like attitude to risk changed after hiring six people because I found well 
to be honest i'm still as risky as i ever was putting most of the stuff back into the business but there was that brief period where i first hired a couple of people and i thought oh you know they're relying on me i can't be as risky as i once was um for me i do make sure we've got a, a, obviously a buffer you need cash flow there so you know that you can pay your staff if things stop running uh so i'm never living on that edge of or do i have enough cash to pay people? how many months buffer do you have i'll have a year oh really yeah like our outgoings are like 50k per month plus you know yeah so. mine are substantially less than that mm. substantially mm. less might might have been very conservative and one of the things you can also do when you are um on youtube is a lot of people want to work for you not for money they want to work for you for experience or they want to work for you to get close to you or have some sort of mentorship communication with you and they can end up being very loyal and very good getting doing very good work and you can help them a lot in their lives without necessarily having to give them huge amounts of cash and increase your cash and it's actually the right type of people you want that actually understand that as well yeah uh the the wrong people that you don't want don't understand that anyway so you tend to find the right people to work for you that way yeah so that's what we've been doing so yeah i don't worry too much about that obviously if it's been a year we've not made any money we're doing something seriously wrong yeah (laughs) yeah so how how is spending for you at the moment if you're reinvesting everything into the business what are you sort of spending your money on do you try and live a lifestyle that you never had growing up absolutely my lifestyle if i could show you the pictures on my phone of my last year since i was here just blown my mind i've done everything i ever wanted to do for as a young guy i've done everything i ever wanted and what's to do. it running you 30 grand a month Whoa. us yeah yeah about 30 grand a month but some months are more than others so what are you paying yourself personally about 30 grand or are you doing it through business expenses yeah paying myself that person really? we're all set up in dubai Oh, okay. yeah we've got so everything no, set up no in device so no taxes that's right. um so that's good and then yeah that that 30 though includes paying staff right mm. that's full business running expenses everything that's what we do and lifestyle so that's pretty good remember i live in thailand so mm. are, are your staff quite like lower paid just sort of like admin staff as opposed to like decision makers and critical thinkers yeah we're, and guys that are decision makers are cut in back end rather than paid directly so they yeah. get paid when i get paid yeah um just on marketing and sales basically just mm. that side of the operation course creation things um it's all run by a very tight team and then the other guys are just like editors um videographer coming on full time and then we've got our professor inside of the 10k accelerator who's paid monthly um and that, that's about it so yeah it's mm. pretty pretty simple stuff I think you've grown up quite a lot since we last spoke to you. I mean, it was a year ago, pretty much. And I, I think we talked about the membership last time. Yeah, and so. I, th- I think you've actually grown. F- <laughs> if I put a number on it, five years worth of, of growth as a man. I feel I've lived five years yeah. in the last and year. And that's a good thing. It's been amazing. Because you've got the energy of still being a young man, but yeah. you're starting to get the intelligence, yeah. you know, and all those things of a of a older guy should we say I'm, I'm happy to hear that it's uh mm. it's yeah it's been absolutely amazing since i was last on it life just couldn't have really gone any better mm. we've had hard times and done crazy things but all in all it's been so amazing what was going on for you when you last came on like was you sort of popping was you really going on podcasts like was that a thing for you or was like this one of the, the first this is my first on? ever one yeah I yeah, thought yeah. so. this yeah. is my first one I'd, I'd never even been invited on a podcast before I, I re-watched our episode last night and uh, I'd been on YouTube for 60 days yeah I've been on there for 60 days 
and uh, I was so new to it. I had a brand new business. I think I was making between ten and $15,000 a month at the time, which was huge for me. It was a life-changing at the mm. time because I'd had no money before. So that was really changing my life. I was starting to kind of live this way at the time, but I'd really not. My, my first business was my first try. I was so underpriced. I was 99 pounds for my testosterone course and, mm. and that sort of stuff. We built a little community off the back of that and then realized for this 99 pounds, we've got people joining we don't want. So we closed all of that down. I think what we noticed was the, the videos weren't super high production, but you were able to you know, talk and, and the audience were just listening and lapping it up. So it just proved that you had that charisma from the start. We're still doing that now. Production's not gone anywhere. So you're sure. going to level <laughs> yeah. that up at some point? We just have, yeah. We just hired... Uh, Oh, yeah, well, we're in, we're in, we're in between. You got the little white screen, and you're just in the yeah, bottom right me corner. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me, me in a little circle down there. Just imagine what you could do. It's where I like, like to be. High, high end production. I just like being in a little circle. Just leave me in there. It's, <laughs> it's all good. It's about the message. But we're, our life's awesome now. Yeah. Uh, the guys I'm hanging around with, the things that we do, it's fun. It's funny. It's hilariously funny. Uh, I imagine we would have similar types of humor if we worked together, the same guys mm. you do. So we want to capture that behind the scenes and show people the struggle of the different things we put ourselves through, the way we work, the way our life is structured to inspire people. And I think you need a videographer and full-time sort of editor working together to do that. So that's a plan that I'm looking forward to that. We're gonna do big trips like climb Mount Kilimanjaro and we do one of those a month and we'll make videos about it. Uh, going down that adventure route once or, or twice a month. I'm really looking forward to that because uh, I think they're great to see show you that you can do so are it. they gonna just be vlogs or educational like vlogs yeah educational vlogs yeah yeah and we do challenges and things just just showing people like go get together mm. with your buddies and do this stuff look at this is what we learned from it and then break it down lessons learned along the journey things like that taking time away from the from the phones and and really talking about that stuff and showing guys what it what it means to like this is what you should focus for is like have a great girl be in really good shape, make good money, go away with your buddies, adventure, don't just party all the mm. time and, and live a real life, live a proper life where you've enjoyed it all. That's, mm. that's so important to me. I, I really look forward to coming back on here hopefully every year. And, uh, <laughs> make it a tradition. <laughs> yeah. Booking that appointment and, now. And, and looking back on, on uh, the things I've said before and seeing how I change, because I change a lot. I'll be a different man in a year's time. So. New sunglasses as well. I'll have a, yeah, another new pair of sunglasses, hopefully. I've not yeah. done a podcast without sunglasses yet. You just need the Aston Martin now yeah. if you really want that James Bond look. Yeah. The, the Some people don't like the get sunglasses, the though. That's all right. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> so then. Oh, dear. When is enough enough? For me right now, I have everything that I've ever wanted. And purely my mission moving forwards is to grow more as a man, uh, to get more experience. I think if you're constantly chasing the, the cars and the money, um, yeah, I've got to a point now, 100 grand a month, you, it's not much that you really can't do for that that's a, that actually matters. A lot of it's more mm. just, just getting more and more intense of the same stuff. And really none of that, that matters that much. The, it's good for a while and I want to have it. But for me, it's really about experience. So it's designing the life for me of experience where I can arrive at death's door having done everything I ever wanted to do, lived a life that nobody could imagine, shown with it to people. With a worn out body. With a worn out body. Yeah. In a, just a heap of bones. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Yeah, the end. So money-wise, enough is, is, is now really. If I was making 100 grand a month for the rest of my life, that would be enough for me to do everything that i want thanks very much for coming on the podcast it's, it's been, been a great. pleasure if you guys have enjoyed make sure to smash that thumbs up button for the youtube algorithm and we will see you next wednesday with a brand new podcast so it's goodbye from me 
and it's goodbye from all these guys. See you later. Thank you, Brad. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. It's yeah. really, really good.